back to Mike Meets London Tastemakers. In this episode, I chat to James Chant, noodle extraordinaire behind Matsudai Ramen. Matsudai is a pop-up and meal kit business based in Cardiff that's on its second London outing currently. I chat to James about how he accidentally started Matsudai to save Cardiff from some awful ramen, and how he scraped his original recipes together by looking at screenshots of YouTube videos. We caught up in the BFI Stephen Street kitchen, the site of his video collaboration with Uncle Roger, and you can also check out Matsudai's current London pop-up right now. It's on until late November. So let's dive in. So I'm here with James, the mastermind behind Matsudai Ramen. Uh, we're here in the uh, BFI Stephen Street kitchen in London. And why don't you kick us off by saying hello and tell us kind of the elevator pitch for what Matsudai is. The elevator pitch. The elevator pitch. What's an elevator pitch? It's just got, uh, is it got to be succinct? Don't, uh, don't go on. <laughs> I mean, we've got half an hour, so uh, okay. <laughs> keep right, it. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm James Chant. I founded Matsudai Ramen a couple of years ago. I wasn't a chef. I was at a crossroads in my life. I just turned 40. I just got married. I just moved house. I just lost my job. I was doing... I picked up all these other freelance work that I didn't like. Very keen home cook. And I sort of accidentally did a pop-up. <laughs> um, someone asked me asked me to go in and talk to them about doing a ramen pop-up that they were planning. Um, and they were going to hot-hold all the foods. They were going to hot-hold the soup, hot-hold the noodles. It would have been terrible. So um, I agreed to get involved. And then because of my nature, I took over. And it <laughs> became a me pop-up. And as I was at a kind of crossroads in my life, I where I was, I'd ended up... Doing, I was in the creative industries, so mm. I was working in music and events, but I was facilitating other people being creative. Right, right. And I had my head in a spreadsheet most of the time, mm. is the reality of it. Um, and it was just got me really depressed, to be honest. It was like a really low point, so I quit all of that work. And my wife was like, you've just got to you know, you've got to live a creative life. You've got to be true to yourself and live a creative life. So what that meant to me was cooking more, mm. um, making more music. So I was, I was, I've got a degree in composition for film and TV right, right. and I was going to do more of that. Um, and it also meant branching out a bit and le- I wanted to learn, well, I did learn the Adobe suite and I was like doing some illustration stuff and right. uh, some various design stuff. And um, the, 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 the pop-up kind of happened at the same time as that. So the first thing I ever designed was the Matadai logo. Oh, okay, right. Um, and it was just like this big serendipitous kind of few months <laughs> in my life where everything just totally by accident came together. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, bit of a write the theme tune, sing the theme tune <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and yeah, announced the first pop-up. And it's just at, like the first one sold out uh, in about an hour or so mm. with no you know no profile whatsoever yeah, and yeah. then we so we announced another one and the next one sold out in like 20 minutes and then the from there they started selling out in like two minutes and then it it got it was ridiculous yeah. like it was just really quick and there was a massive appetite for it and yeah it's kind of just been like that ever since really just like a really serendipitous yeah. thing serendipitous snowball <laughs> serendipitous <laughs> yeah, snowball yeah. yeah i think like if you're an honest and authentic version of yourself and you're passionate I think that'll translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how, yeah, it kind of started off by you just like being unable to see people do food badly. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Can't, can't let you do this, so. But it ran counter to everything that's good about ramen, you know. It's mm. like, it's just not a food you can hot hold. I mean, yeah. you can prep a lot of it, in, almost all of it in advance. But it's not, yeah, it's not just not a food that mm. you could, that can sit there for hours. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they wanted to have it sat all day you know <laughs> like you know in a soup kettle and people serve themselves and i was like no oh, no, wow. no that just i my brain <laughs> couldn't compute it i was like no 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 that, that can't work so. so you obviously uh had a bit of a 
a ramen flair already for them to kind of approach you about that pop-up so like how would you kind of got into ramen before well that, that? i think that was like um june 2019 and i'd got into ramen in about 2017 mm. probably i was living in cheltenham which we were talking about earlier mm. um, and i went to a place on the high street in cheltenham and they had a miso ramen and it was the first time i'd ever had a bowl of ramen right, outside right. of Wagamama's and I sure. so I'd I'd had a bowl of ramen in Wagamama's years ago and then just gone well this food sucks so <laughs> why bother having this again yeah um, and then I went to this place on the high street in Cheltenham and they had a, as I say bowl of miso ramen and it sucked like retrospectively right. it wasn't good I mean I doubt there was an oil in it it was like it was watery but you know it had char siu and it had an egg and I was like oh okay Holy world, yeah. something this is something that's gonna like that I, I'm interested in. I was cooking loads at that point because I was like in that process. I right. had a job where I wasn't really satisfied and my, you know, all of my birthday or Christmas gifts from my wife were like <laughs> either a sous vide wand or like, do you know what I mean? Or like right, something right. stupid like that, you know, that a blowtorch or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, like midlife crisis gifts. Um, so um, all of my weekends were taken up with, um, with cooking anyway. Right. And at the, at the point I found ramen, I was like, oh, well, I'll just look, up for, look for a ramen recipe. And then I went to look for a ramen recipe, and I was like, there are no ramen recipes. Mm. Like this, you know, not real ones. If the, you can't, when you scratch the surface, you realize that, you know, access to the, informa- to the information for the, for the real stuff right, is very, right. very, very, yeah. well, or it certainly was then. It's a lot better now, but it's still difficult now, but it was very, very, very difficult to access and I'm a little boy basically so I was like mm, right I'm gonna have to work this out then right. so I spent the next year making bowl after bowl of shitty tonkatsu or diabolical miso ramen or like really bad shio or whatever it was and my <laughs> wife was like this is shit this is shit and it was rubbish and rubbish and rubbish and then I can't remember at a certain point I was like ah well this is pretty good right. and then within a few months of that then I was like, ah, oh, this is re- this is getting really good now, and it was around that time that I got approached. So I would mm. never have gone out and gone. Well, I'm going to do a ramen right, pop-up. Right, yeah. Like the obnoxiousness of that, <laughs> as someone who'd never cooked before, it was like people were saying I should do it, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah, just as I say, with uh, the venue, get, get in touch. It it kind of just happened and snowballed, really. Mm. Yeah, proper like practice makes perfect story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd never. The first pop-up, so I I did the first post on our socials, which was like a tweet and an Instagram post, on the 21st of August 2019. Mm. So it was coming up to our two-year anniversary, and at that point I'd never set foot in a kitchen. Right. So, you know, there's it's been a bonkers, completely uphill right. learning curve. Yeah, there was so many basics that I just didn't have. I just didn't have a fucking clue. But yeah. It's happened quickly and it's kind of work. It seems to be working out so far. Indeed, so, indeed. Yeah. Where would you kind of pull your inspiration or your like bits of recipes from when you were kind of getting into it? Well, yeah, I talked about this before on the <laughs> podcast. It's like um, it would be as nuts as there was a, a ramen school in um, in Japan called Rajuku Ramen School mm. where um, uh, Jiraigen boss runs it and like Keizo Shimamoto from New York. Uh, loads of amazing chefs trained under him. Right. Um, and I was watching a video of his with Ramen Adventures and um, like at a certain point they, they go, they like 
scan past a whiteboard and on, <laughs> on the whiteboard are written two two recipes right one's the tonkotsu one's the tonkotsu shiotare right. which is still the basis for the shiotare that i use today for tonkotsu quite altered but still the basis and then the other is the yake style tare which is oh, the tare okay. that i use today filming the un- uncle roger thing <laughs> and i just literally froze the youtube wow. video and then wrote them down it was like that was how you got information that's how i got information yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like you know, just trying to snatch bits from paused videos or like an egg recipe from like something that you've kind of translated from somewhere and then, I don't know, just piecing it all together and and also a lot of like trial and error, you know, like there's a common theme with ramen cooks where it's just never good to start with. Like it always starts terribly and it almost always starts with tonkotsu Um, (laughs) and then slowly but surely. Nice. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, I'm or not perfect, it. but it's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the kind of cork board with like lots of lines and kind yeah. of like, <laughs> piecing yeah. it together like a PI or something. Yeah. <laughs> like um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, you alluded just there to you're doing some filming with Uncle Roger um, yeah. today down in London. Um, obviously, you've been to London with your pop up that, as of recording, was a couple of weeks ago, I think. Or yeah, yeah, last yeah. week or something. Uh, yeah, um, week before last, I think. I think I had a week off uh, in, in between. Yeah, <laughs> well deserved. Well, not a week off. I mean, a week off pop-ups. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> uh, and you've got uh, another one coming up, which will probably be in the past when this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, as, as you say, you just come off the back of like a big nationwide ramen tour. Yeah. How did that kind of come about and how have you found it? Um, it came about because I'm an idiot and I'm from like, I'm from a music background. So I had the idea of like, that taking food on tour might be interesting and like a good way to kind of tell more people about Mm, it. And we were, we're also coming out of the lockdown, um, which through the lockdown, we sold meal kits Mm. and obviously meal kits has kind of given us, we had like all these little bits of press and then it's given us a sort of national, national audience, I guess, or like a national voice of some description. And people are really ready to get into ramen and we kind of got a culty, culty (laughs) following, I guess. So it was just a really good chance to kind of do that. When I first started Matchstar, I was like, I'd love to take it on tour. The idea of taking a pop-up on tour would be really fun. Um, and then we had it booked, and we were going to do it at, um, do the London date with um, Luke at Super Yar Ramen because oh, yeah. he's opening a new shop, and we were going to do it there. And then his um, planning got rejected, I think it was, and right. it just got dragged on and on and on and on and on. We, had, we were trying and trying and trying to find a venue, and then the lovely guys at Benugo, Right, yeah. eventually came forward with um, BFI but yeah w- what I'm trying like the, the the long and short of that is that basically it feels like a bit of a missed opportunity like right. it all happened and everything sold out it was super busy and it was it was great and like broadly speaking it went really well but I feel like yeah would be nice to do it again with a bit more lead up time and, right. and uh, like yeah it all being a little bit less frantic maybe a little bit more help <laughs> it'll be nice <laughs> yeah yeah. Always overstretched. Always <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Round two is going to be uh, bigger and better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you talked about your meal kits. I mean, yeah, I think that probably is what sort of rocketed you onto my radar, at least. But yeah, yeah. lots more people in London and nationwide, like you say. Um, yeah. H- how did like the kits kind of come about in the first instance? Well, when I first started um, making ramen for pop-ups, I, you know, you do look you do test bowls, you end up with loads of wastage, especially because I was cooking from home. So, you mm. know, there's no way of making one portion of ramen. You, you know, yeah, you're yeah. always making 10 portions. So I'd be freezing some and then my freezer kind of got overloaded <laughs> and my wife got upset. And um, 
she didn't really she was really accepting <laughs> but uh, but it you know it started just it was everywhere and I was like well what do I do with this and it works really well ramen as a kid because yeah, yeah. it's one of those things I mean it's better to have it come from the master in the shop whatever yeah. it is you know but it it still works really really well as a kit much better than for t- than it does as a takeaway so I was like mm. well I've got all this soup I need to start doing some of it so when I had s- surplus I just put a tweet out and just oh, say oh, I've got like 10 portions just DM me and, I, and I'll send it to you so I that idea had been there from the start mm. and I was quite um, I, I really enjoy kind of nerding out about packaging (laughs) i really enjoyed like thinking about how it's going to look and like what the box is going to be and how it'll all fit together so i just spent a lot of time doing that and we 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 were shipping them locally Mm. around cardiff and south wales um, and sometimes to bristol throughout 2020 um and it was fine it was tickling trickling along Mm -hmm. um and we me and gary in the unit we, we kept busy with it and then um yeah and then at sort of the end of last year i was thinking like Either I'm just going to stop doing ramen kits altogether because I don't want to be like what we're doing takes so much work and so right, much love goes right. into it. I don't want it to go out and be like just a packet that someone has. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, I want to, you know, I want to serve it to people or do a really good version of the kit. And lockdown didn't seem like it was ending anytime mm. soon. And it was, you know, there was another one over Christmas and it looked like there was another one coming. So I was like, right, fuck it. Let's give it a go. And in, yeah, and in January, then I started plotting and getting it all together. And then, yeah, as we were coming, as we were getting ready to do that, we were kind of just going into another lockdown, I think it was. And it was at the time when people were looking for things to write about mm. that were meal kits. People were looking for meal kits to write about. And we just kind of fortunately got caught up in that, in that wave. Right, right. And um, yeah, people just said really, really nice things. And that's carried us through, really. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but was there a particular trigger for it going nationwide as opposed to local? Or is that just yeah, you wanting to take it to the next level kind of thing? Yeah, I think it was just kind of for the first time having overheads and a member of staff and needing right. to pay his wages if if not my own. Um <laughs> ideally, yeah. Ideally my own, but yeah, that was like a secondary concern. And the other thing was just like good old fashioned boredom. Right. It was like <laughs> let's try that sure. let's try that I'm really restless and I don't see Matsudai as being a restaurant or a or mm. food I, it's, to me it's like it's the create you know what I the reason I got into it was to scratch a creative itch right, right. and that's still what it is to me and I still make s- decisions that are a bit silly <laughs> because I want to try something or change something sure, and yeah. that, but that's what the value is to me and when it stops being that to me probably sell it to like yeah hang it up Hand yeah, over. sell yeah. it to Myojo noodles or like <laughs> super noodle or pot noodle or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, amazing. Not uh, that they'd be interested in buying it. I mean, well, <laughs> like, I let's mean, not get knows, ahead of ourselves. Who knows? I mean, yeah, you've got, you've got the press behind you, so yeah, maybe. Yeah, another brand under their wing. Yeah. Um, so, like, would you say, I mean, whether the kits or the stuff that you sort of serve up fresh in the pop ups and things, do you have what you'd refer to as like a signature dish or like a favourite that you uh, prepare? Do you know what? I don't. I love it all, but I think um, just uh, in Western, in the Western world, people want tonkotsu ramen. Mm. People like the really rich, thick stuff. So I think that's kind of become the sunset red and the tonkotsu kind of become signatures. But you know, I've taken them off over the summer because yeah, I didn't want. Yeah. I, it's like, yeah, to refer back to that same tired um, analogy. It's kind of like 
Radiohead going out and doing Creep or something. Do you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. or like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of just a bit sick of it, and I just wanted people to try other things. And the, the glorious position we're in, like, we announced the Cardiff pop up this week, which will happen through through as of next week, August nineteenth to the end of September, before we come here and do mm. the London mm. one. And yeah, we've sold like I don't know a thousand tickets or something in, in like two days, a thousand seats, and right, right. there's not a menu. So right. like that's really nice because they. Yeah can come we can i can kind of decide dictate Give what we what want, yeah. yeah and I, I you know obviously there'll be like a, a range of choices but there won't be any tonkotsu right. but it will be people things that people love or and perhaps they didn't know about and they'll go away mm. having tried it because yeah i don't as i say i don't want to just like repeat myself and i don't want to it's got to stay interesting to me yeah as well yeah i think that's really cool and yeah quite brave as you say because like yeah, i mean a lot of i guess yeah more heavyweight uh, ramen brands or Japanese food brands generally like yeah they, they'll keep the classics on and they'll yeah sort of churn them out but I think something like you know it's different as well though, isn't it I mean with Canada you know they they franchised a, a recipe and, a, and an idea from the master in Japan and mm. like so they get the taris shipped and it's kind of a different thing for them but it's no less valuable I mean their their ramen's really really good and being that consistent over that kind of volume is amazing like I love Canada mm. um but it's just a different thing and it's a different approach and I, I think um, it, it's very privileged as well like to be able to kind of have people come up and serve them what you want you know yeah, like that's yeah, like it's a sure. very like it's, it's a I don't take it for granted it's a really nice thing yeah excellent and yeah as you say hopefully introduce people to some, some yeah different bits and pieces yeah you know yeah people will come and have like Shiram with smoky fish mm. and they, you know when you'd be able to get that under the radar where if there was a tonkatsu <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. the on the menu, maybe they wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have bothered you. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so obviously, yeah, you've had your London pop-up here already and you've got another one coming up, as we said. Do you think there's, like, a more permanent future for something Matsudai-based, like, around these parts? Or uh, Yeah, I think... I hope so. I mean, it's quite terrifying. I was, st- I was staying in Soho last night and mm. walking from Soho to kind of um, Tottenham Court Road there's so 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 much good food like the density is uh, insane it's yeah. bonkers like there's Di Michele's pizza place and then there's like uh, Shaq Fuyu and then there's like amazing Thai and there's amazing there's just amazing everything within mm. like a square mile yeah, you know yeah. more more re- more good restaurants than there are possibly in in Wales you know <laughs> like it's bonkers so going and walking past all that last night you know coming to London I was like yeah we could open restaurant here we'd do well and then you walk through that and you're just like fuck <laughs> it's just so many heavyweights and like mm. so much good stuff I mean you know I think our food's really good and we put a lot of work into it mm. and we don't cut any corners and people seem to be behind what we're doing so I think we could but yeah yeah, it's just a fickle thing isn't it coming to <laughs> London like so many things take it off the bucket list <laughs> but so many things like pop up and then disappear and it's, it's tough but yeah hopefully one day Cardiff first probably I think. Mm, that's that seems fair yeah <laughs> <laughs> is, is there any, anything else kind of planned in the future or are you kind of taking it pop up at a time I'm again? just trying to find a venue I'm just right. trying to find a restaurant yeah so that's the main thing we're just you know as I said a, a minute ago um you know we've got overheads now there's like I think there's five of us full-time and there's like yeah. Maybe three part time or something like that. I don't even know. So yeah, everyone's kind of. That's one of the main things now is to try and kind of pay everyone's wages and not go broke, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> which is harder than it seems. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's what the pop-ups are really. I mean, I could really do the break, <laughs> mm. but yeah, pop-ups and then the the other main focus is on trying to find some cash and get a restaurant. Mm. Yeah. Would you, uh, yeah, would you be looking to kind of do that on your own? I suppose, or like seeking investment? Or? Well, we've we've been offered bits of investment. Yeah. Very luckily, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things floating around with that, but I mean. It depends whether we. Could, yeah, I've got no idea. To be honest, I've got to write a business plan first. <laughs> sure. I think about that. So yeah. I'm in the middle of doing that and just trying to. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I think some people like doing that sort of thing. Uh, to me, it's. It's kind of laborious. Necessary evil. Necessary kind of evil, but it's really hard when I'm so busy anyway. Mm. There's always something more. It feels like there's always something more pressing to be doing. But then, if I did the business plan, I'd have some. I could probably get funding and find someone to help me do the things that I don't yeah, want to do yeah, so I yeah. could do more of the things that I do want to do but it's one of those catch-22 situations yeah, but yeah, yeah. we'll get there in the end it's just time yeah for sure for sure yeah. and so on a, on a slightly different tack I mean linking into I guess you're walking through Soho and lots of heavyweights around like when you come down to London is there like a particular place or two that you'd like to go back to Canadier I always go to mm. I just keep going to Canadier since meeting um, Uncle Nigel mm. I've uh, started going to uh, Laxamania mm. yes. which is also near Soho where we've just been for lunch <laughs> um, that's really great to be honest no I, like when I've, I'm you know I'll be sat at home scrolling through Instagram I'll be like oh that looks really good there mm. was like there was like um, a, uh, a noodle place that you posted about the other day uh, Quite Marigami cheap. Udon Yes, yeah, at the Udon place, yeah. Maragami, yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I must go there. And then I get here and I'm like, I've got no idea what that place was. Yeah. Like, there's a list of things that are just ethereal in my head. And then sure. when I get here, they just disappear. And I, I do what I did last night and I just end up going to Candy again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it, if it ticks the box, you know. It does. I want to be more adventurous. So I really want to go to Nanban. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been to any of uh, Tim Anson's restaurants. And he's mm. been really nice. He's like, you know, and I kind of like what he represents. Mm. so I've been meaning to go there for ages but I haven't got around to it yeah I'm not here that often is the truth mm. and then on days weekends like this I um, I got in at four yesterday and I was here till I got kicked out at eight and then it's gone drop stuff off and then you know it was ten o'clock Friday dinner and then today I've been here all day yeah, and then yeah. off, you know I'll probably get out here at like eight again tonight and then probably fall asleep so <laughs> whenever I'm here just like it's yeah, non-stop the metropolitan lifestyle yeah. it, well it's just really busy when I'm here now yeah. yeah didn't used to be like that I just used to be here and be drunk when I was young <laughs> so I was in bands so I was like of yeah, course yeah. it was just a fun time but well it, it should have been more work to be fair maybe I would still be in bands if it had been more <laughs> work than fun <laughs> well you know I, th- I think you've ended up in a pretty decent place yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's going well it's going well how about uh, back home in Cardiff is there anywhere you'd like to give a shout out to Oh, brother Ty, are great. Mm. They've just opened the place on Witcher's Road. Like a, they've been doing street food for ages and ages. Uh-huh. Well, it's still street food. They've been doing pop-ups and um, events for ages and ages and ages. And they've just opened their own restaurant, and it's going really, really well for them. Oh, so that's go. amazing. Milkwood, where we're popping up, it's just like a, you know, neighbourhood cafe kind of thing. That's so good, and they're lovely people as well. There's a there's a new. Nashville hot chicken place oh, okay. in Cardiff called um, <laughs> Fowl and Fury and that place is ace right, right. as well gotta love fried chicken I mean who does universal it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well unless you're not a meat eater in which case not so universal but yeah otherwise yeah cool yeah no a good lineup. I mean it's not a not huge amount of like Japanese food Cardiff there's a there's a lady called Ren Ren Japanese food 
and she's a she does does these little meal kits from her house and like, oh, okay cool I, like really small quantities I think and she's a teacher by day and she's just ace oh. and she's yeah she made gyoza for us for some pop ups once and yeah she's lovely oh, that's very cool yeah. so shout out to her <laughs> Indeed, yeah I'll have, have to give it a look don't know whether the don't know whether I can get a nas- nationwide meal kit not from yet. her just yet but not maybe. yet you'll have to go and pick it up in Paris <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see come for a trip yeah. yeah yeah why not um, amazing uh, one of the other kind of big gnarly questions that I've been asking of people that I chat to here is what do you think is kind of going to be the next big thing on the food and hospitality scene that's going to be hitting the UK or London or Cardiff specifically well I don't know I'm, I'm biased and I've got a kind of one track mind perhaps but it seems to me like there's going to be an explosion of like more Japanese mm. stuff like there are Japanese restaurants in every little town but mm. I mean I don't yeah, people who are doing it really really well I don't mean people taking it seriously I don't mean like white guys like me who are coming right. and legitimizing <laughs> the food I mean people it tends to be a lot of the places that I that are in Cardiff anyway like really fast foody and there's not much attention to detail yeah. but I feel like people are gonna get a bit more of an understanding of that kind of food and that sort of culture and kind of the work goes in and uh, the flavor profiles and stuff because it's still quite confusing to a lot of people I think yeah. So it feels to me like that's that's coming. Beyond that, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matsudai ramen going to be the new thing in yeah. every city. Of well, I definitely, there's definitely like an explosion in ramen happening. I mean, we're mm. we're kind of we exist because of it. It's not you know, so we're very lucky with the timing of it. Mm. You know, has been mm. good. But I think a truer representation of that is in like those shitty little places that are opening up like if you go to Bristol now there's like four or five new ramen spots that have popped up because it's cool and like people can make people are going to go there you know like which is good it's really good I mean it's a sign that people are ready to try all that stuff I think try it more I'm not sure how I feel about lots of bad stuff popping up but if if, if it's good stuff and like there's you know yeah creating more of a interesting yeah i think if you think of it like burgers you know like there's burgers all over the place but yeah. there are very few that were worth traveling for indeed but i think yeah. it just means it's going to become more of a prevalent part of the culture and then and that's good for everyone involved in ramen i think or everyone involved in eating even <laughs> yeah, yeah that's my view anyway nice and <laughs> uh i guess lastly you mentioned you've been filming with uncle roger <laughs> yeah. today how did that kind of happen how did you find it um, so he, he's he been thinking about doing a ramen video for for a long time, I think, for his 4 million subscribers, anniversary, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and that's what we did today. But he was asking, he wanted someone in the UK, and he was asking, like, Ryan, who runs Way of Ramen podcast, oh. and he was asking, like, Cody, who, who um, is uh, Ramen Guide to Japan, mm. um, and various, like, ramen people who to speak to in the UK. And in the loveliest of circumstances, everyone kind of pointed to me and oh. so he, he got in touch and ordered a ramen kit and then like for I think for about two months he ordered at least one ramen kit a week I mean, that's a good and that time, was really right? nice and we just got chatting yeah and then he did that Nick DiGiovanni DiGiovanni, mm. DiGiovanni um, ramen video where he like criticizes a ramen that this this uh, Australian YouTuber makes um, and he rang yeah he rang me up and I um, went through it with him and like critiqued it with him and then Got a, I got a writing credit in it. And oh, then, very nice. And then it was this, and he was like, because he'd been mentioning this, and I was like, yeah, that won't happen. <laughs> and then he was like, right, it's happening this. And I was like, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so uh, 
yeah after he came on Saturday on the Saturday of the pop up mm. a couple of weeks ago and we went for lunch in Laximania on the Sunday of course <laughs> yeah and here we are it's kind of happened really quickly really yeah. Yeah. but he's a really like Nigel I mean Uncle Roger not so nice but Nigel's, <laughs> Nigel's a lovely lovely man he's you know really really lovely and yeah it's been loads of fun more fun than I was expecting <laughs> I'm like a little nervous guy from Wales and <laughs> yeah Coming so, to the big city for a YouTube star. To become a YouTube star, yeah. No, but but yeah, I mean, I was definitely, I was okay about it, but I was a little bit nervous, as you would expect. I haven't done a lot of this sort of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just loads of fun. It was just really nice and put mm. me at ease. It was just great. Yeah. And He's everyone great. by now should be able to check that out. On, uh, yeah, that'll be... Nigel's sure. YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Uncle yeah. Roger. Amazing. Um, I won't, yeah take up any more of your time i think you need a You're bit welcome. of a rest after a five-hour shoot or whatever <laughs> need it was a beer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um but thanks so much for taking the time to chat well, to me so and yeah i mean we'll definitely be uh, getting another kit in the post soon enough i'm sure yeah i probably, owe you, I probably owe you another one for some photos <laughs> or something do I? I i i don't think so but i mean i doubt we'll say no I mean, that's usually how this works well i'll send you so yeah another thing we're doing out off the back of uncle roger uh so we made like yokohama style tonkotsu right, ramen right, today yeah. which is like it's called the ak over there it's not called EAK over here but yeah EAK I'm going to do that as a kit next month so it's oh, like cool. really thick noodles like a thick tonkotsu broth mm. with chicken chicken oil and it's really good nice sounds good get you, <laughs> get you one of them awesome I'll look forward to it <laughs> and maybe yeah, see you at the pop up as well in a couple of weeks yeah for sure man fingers crossed if yeah. I can get my hands on some tickets oh <laughs> you know guy we'll get you in <laughs> amazing well yeah. yeah fantastic thanks again thanks and, Mike uh, yeah catch you again so there you have it folks Thanks so much to James for taking the time to chat to me during his precious moments in London. If you can snag tickets for his current London pop-up, then I definitely recommend you do so. Otherwise, order yourself some of his incredible home kits that got me hooked on Matsudai in the first place. Details in the show notes below. You can find me on Instagram at MikeEatsLondon, or follow the pod at MikeMeetsLondon. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and do drop me a little review or a rating as well if you get the chance. It would be awesome if you shared it with friends and family. Just want to share all the great London foodie love. See you next time.